Hi, and welcome to the 10 Minute Tiki Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Westcott. Episode 48 Finding and Using Reliable and Credible Information Online starts now. Welcome to this week's episode of the 10 Minute Techie. This week we are looking at our part three of our researching, searching online um, series. And this week we're looking at once you've found some information, how do you know if it's what you need? And how do you know if the information is reliable and credible? And next week we'll look into citing, plagiarism, copyright, and finding images that you can use. Uh, And if you're a student, what you can and can't do with um when it comes to copyright but for now we're gonna look at how you can tell if something is reliable and credible and some really cool resources around this that you can use as a teacher to uh, really give your kids a solid base around this piece of work so the first thing i just want to caveat is that you can send your kids out and use the tips that i've already given you in the last couple of episodes um but I highly recommend when it comes to this part that you do actually explicitly teach some digital literacies here because you can you can kind of teach these as you go, but you're going to get the best out of your kids and actually get, get them, give them some real skills when it comes to finding reliable and credible information by doing sort of little mini uh, workshops or mini lessons with them when they're practicing rather than when they're expected to kind of go out and find this information on a project that they're doing. So... I would look to use something like your literacy time, especially with your year five up, um, using your literacy time to actually teach these mini lessons. So instead of like a guided reading kind of thing, use these uh, lessons that I'm going to give you today to um, unpack slowly and, and kind of explicitly teach them these skills so that when they come to a research project, they've sort of got these already in their kitty ready to rock and roll. So I'm going to go through some of the lessons with you and where to find the resources and how you might do it in your classroom. So the first thing that you want to look at is when they type in something to search for, say turtles, since that's my thing, um, what comes up? And it's about looking, and we talked a little bit about this last time, it's about looking at those search results and understanding what those search results mean. So understanding that some may be ads, looking at the URL and and wondering, is this a website that could be credible? And you might have to talk kids through that. So something ends in org or uh, .co.nz, what's the end, that sort of tag or tail or slug, as it sometimes is called, what does that um, tell us and what can we glean from that? Um, And then once they've chosen a website, because they've, kind of filtered it out based on what they've seen with the URL and the headline then number one question is what is this website's purpose so what are they trying to do so if we're looking at BBC bite size what is the website's purpose or if we find um, that we click on something and it takes us to a Facebook page what is that website's purpose are they trying to inform us are they a well-known uh, site and as as the kids get more familiar you'll build up almost a little bit of a bank of well-known I mean we know that when we go online and we look down we often choose that uh, websites based on our experiences knowing that that's a credible site or what we know so they won't necessarily know that so it's about trying to say oh yes National Geographic is a great place to look Wikipedia 
who writes Wikipedia? <laughs> the answer there is anyone can add anything to Wikipedia. And whilst it can be a really great um, cross-reference kind of piece, it shouldn't be your main source of information. And no one really trusts that in the academic world anyway. So just a thought there to train your kids that Wikipedia isn't the best place to go. And then we're going to ask who wrote it. So where do we find the information about who wrote it? Can we see a, an author somewhere? Can we see... Um, a company who wrote it and then basically does the information that's in it match what we thought it was going to be so if we clicked on an article about turtles and then it's all about um, how to feed your turtle is that the information that we really want so those are the three questions purpose who and does it actually match a little trick is if they found a website and they're looking for something specific, so say they're looking for habitat of turtles, if you press Control F or Command F on a Mac, up in the corner will come a search box. And if you type in a keyword, sort of like habitat, it will highlight all the all those words in that article, in that web page. So that can be really useful if You've got kids that don't want to necessarily read the whole thing, <laughs> too long, didn't read, right? So that helps them narrow in on maybe a paragraph that they're looking for that might have the information in that they need it. So some lessons that are really useful. There's a website which I've mentioned before, commonsense.org. Uh, I'll put all the links in the show notes. And it goes through, well, it's, it's wonderful. There's, they've got a whole digital citizenship curriculum on there which covers things like news and media literacy, cyberbullying, hate speech, relationships, um, digital footprint, privacy and security, and then media balance and well-being. It's, it's a really wonderful curriculum and it starts right back at like kindergarten and goes right up to, um, it's actually American, so it goes right up to uh, 12th grade. But if we're thinking about that, that's like our I guess I like a year 10s and 11s. Um, I don't think it's ever really too early for some of this stuff because our kids are um, getting social media accounts and devices and all of that very quickly these days. So they've got an, a wonderful array of lessons that are really specific to those kinds of topics. So the ones I've picked out are all around news, media and literacy. And there's one in there called Label and News Page. Again, I'll put the link in. And it's about just knowing the parts of a page once you go on it. So things like um, the title and advertisement, related articles, sponsored content, headlines, comments. Um, there's an activity in there called News or Fake News. And it looks at um, reading something closely. Does it make sense? Would it be believable? Um, where did it come from? Is there anywhere else that says this information? It has a little activity, three activities around different news or fake news, and they have to decide which is which. Then there's a little bit about breaking news. So like when something happens in the world, you know, we get people on Twitter tweeting about it. We get um, news agencies writing about it. We get all sorts of things. And, and where, what information is there and what information might be missing and whose perspective it might be. And then there's one around like, uh, hoaxes and fake um, fake pages because e we know now anybody can make a website and may it may or may not be um, news really or it may not be the right information uh, that is true and um, yeah kind of a tricky tricky space very tricky space but I think when it comes to tricky spaces it's really awesome to be able to have these conversations and it's really the corridor that comes out of this with your kids that's the juicy part uh, which will help them in their their bigger life as opposed to just doing research in your classroom. 
on Common Sense Media too, they have like an interactive game, which is quite cool. And it's about these uh, four or five characters that have to kind of navigate through these um, challenges related to all of those different uh, things I mentioned in the last one, like um, news media literacy, privacy and security, etc. And basically it's sort of like a pick a pass. So they have to make choices to help that character and they learn along the way. It's quite a cool little video, um, cartoony kind of style. The other resource that's quite cool is Be Internet Awesome. And, and what I love about Be Internet Awesome is it's, it's by Google. So it's uh, quite, I guess, well thought out and well done. It's it's, again, it's American, but it is it is very applicable to our kids. And it has an online kind of game called Interland, where, again, sort of like the common sense one where the kids make choices. But the kind of key parts of Be Internet Awesome are share with care, so how do we communicate responsibly, but also um, that's about knowing what, uh, I guess, personal details we can do and give online how that works don't fall for fake so that's similar to what I was mentioning about you know what what's real and what's fake is a is like really important when it comes to the internet securing your secrets so how do you keep things um private and secure and then it's cool to be kind so how do we how do we treat people online um and deal with bullying behavior and then when in doubt talk it out which is being brave around communicating and feeling comfortable to share what might be going not so well um, on the online space. So those are the two resources. If you're thinking of doing anything in the digital citizenship space, that uh, those two would be my go-to resources. And it's just really trawling through and finding what you need, which I know can be a bit tricky, but I've put some key links to the ones that I think relate to, especially this credible and reliable information online space. I've put them in the show notes so you can find them straight away. Another little tip that I have is um, about you curating some resources. And so this is this is really more about um, being able to find information for the students and then give it to the students. I mentioned this last time, but you could, if you're doing a shared topic, you could find some information about turtles, um, put them all together on a Google Doc or the links or on a Toby or a Wakelet and then share it with your students. And then it's still up to them to work through that information, take notes, do all that sort of thing that goes with the next step of researching, which is how do you actually find the information and then not just copy and paste. But one thing I was talking about with teachers recently is learning from videos. Uh, we know that when you learn from a video, uh, you can't copy and paste necessarily unless you're writing it down word for word. So videos can be a really cool way to learn and they're quite engaging, uh, but we know that students can't copy and paste from a video. So have a think about how you might use video uh, as a way for students to gather information. But in saying that, it's still those questions about how do we know that this video is reliable and credible? What's the purpose of the video? Who has posted the video? And uh, does the information in the video match the headline or the title of the video? Or is it sort of that clickbait um, kind of video? A little trick with videos, if you're sharing a YouTube video, if you get the link and in between the T and the U in Tube, if you put a uh, hyphen, it will basically, when they open that link, it will get rid of all the ads, it will get rid of all of the suggested videos, it will get rid of all the comments, which is a really lovely, safe way to uh, get your kids focused, especially on um, just what you want them to without the distractions of everything else that comes with YouTube. Well, cool. Okay, I've gone way over time today, but 
very quick, very uh, brief in, in, <laughs> introduction to reliable and credible sources. Check out those links in the show notes to dig a bit deeper and see what you can do with your students. And next week we'll be covering copyright, plagiarism, all of the above. And I'm really looking forward to it for part four. Have a lovely week. Ka kite anua. See you later.